All right, welcome back to the Miltech Podcast. You got Evan Knowles and Logan Jones here. Uh, this is by far probably the coolest episode we've done yet. We've had some amazing guests on, uh, but as far as like the whole setup, Ambiance. the whole the whole spiel, uh, it was awesome. Like the whole thing, uh, you'll see on this video uh, the backdrop. Can't really see it probably that great right now because it's dark. Uh, but during the interview, we just had this amazing background uh, of the mountains and the lake uh, here in Moorhead. But um, special episode. Uh, so part of our mission of Middle Tech is, is highlighting entrepreneurship and technology, you know, in this region of the world. Um, you know, we really noticed there was a, a lack of that. There was not, uh, a, that need was not being filled. Uh, and so we wanted to come along and provide, you know, this region with stories, with a brand, with some people this people uh, that this region can connect with. Uh, and so that's why we started Middle Tech. And the guests we have on here today, uh, Jared and Josh, Ravenscraft, are doing exactly that for Appalachia, but with a clothing brand. Uh, and it's such a special episode because they walk through, you know, their ties to this region, why they care so much about the brand they're building, the message behind their building, uh, the brand they're building. Um, and they're just great guys starting Dude, a company awesome. and inspiring people. They're awesome. Yeah. So I met Josh and Jared uh, through their hustle, essentially. They were traveling around to these little pop-up shops like you have in Kentucky, night markets and whatnot. Um, and my parents had bought some stuff from them. And they're in Ashland for one of these festivals, and I got to introduce myself to them. We'd always kind of orbited similar circles. Um, I dated a girl that grew up just down the street from them, so shout out North Cuts for that. Um, but we had always been just kind of back and forth, kind of knew each other, but kind of didn't. Um, and then as we've kind of grown up, and Evan and I have gotten into middle tech, we've crossed paths a couple times through their partnership with App Harvest. Um, and man, they are we just can't say it enough. They're great guys that are long on Eastern Kentucky and they're building a really cool brand. And the interview we just had with them sitting down and drawing the the connections between what they're trying to do and what we're trying to do. It's actually a really cool connection of how they're, they're building a brand around this area of the country and why this area of the country is so special. And we're trying to build the brand around why this area of the country is so special as it relates to technology and why this area of the country can be built up through entrepreneurship. And it's just a really cool, um, kind of merger of ideas and and brands as we talk to them about what they're doing with New Frontier Outfitters and what we're what we're here to do yeah. with, with elevating uh, elevating culture yes, is what both exactly. of us are are ultimately trying to do um, to help this region grow yeah uh, that, yep. that's important so they had some awesome wisdom about you know how they actually started a clothing brand uh, they gave some good advice about you know their first steps what they what they did to get to where they are today. Uh, we had some really cool conversations. I know you guys know how much I love talking about Kentucky and how much I love talking about where this area of the country is going. Uh, so this is one of those episodes where I just, it made my heart full. Um, you know, I'm out here in this beautiful part of the country that I hold so dearly to me. And I'm talking with guys who, who cherish it in the same way that I do. Um, so this was a super special episode. Um, hopefully you guys can kind of hear the crickets and the bugs. Uh, typical summer night out here in Kentucky. I hope it kind of adds to the ambiance of this whole interview. Um, so we're going to we're gonna dive on in here. Um, super excited to share this with you guys. I think you guys are gonna, really going to like it. Welcome back to the Miltech Podcast. You've got Evan Knowles and Logan Jones here. Josh and Jared have 
by far the best location we have ever recorded in. So <laughs> thank, thank you, you all for joining us. <laughs> thank you, guys. Undisclosed location. Yeah, undisclosed. Yeah. <laughs> no. Somewhere in Canada. <laughs> Somewhere in EKY. <laughs> yeah. Let's cool. jump into y'all's background. Let's uh, talk about where you're from, education, professional background. Either one of you can start, but let's just start with you know where you're from. Yeah. So Josh and I, both from Moorhead, Kentucky, born and raised, homegrown. Uh, I went to Moorhead State University, got my degree in strategic communications, and I'll let Josh pick up where he's at with school. <laughs> yeah, so I graduated here locally, high school, went to Moorhead State uh, with a major in business management. Um, in around when I started college, we kind of started the business, so it, it started taking off, got a little busier, so haven't graduated yet. So You're still taking classes? No, I'm not. No, okay. So like, the business kind of won. It took my time. So I'm okay with that. You probably yeah. learned a little better oh, yeah. actually doing it, right? Learned a little more hands-on. Yeah. yeah. This guy will go on and on about, about taking the semester off to grow a business. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a real it's thing. It. It's the way to do it for sure. Not especially, it at all. Especially during times like this when dude, I think I mean, uh, school just seems like a more the more risky choice to be yeah. doing right now. Elon Musk actually commented on that. He's starting to hire people without college degrees, which is cool. Once you get a taste of life like outside and actually yes. get your hands dirty it's hard to go back because you just see the disc the disconnect yes right it's the best if learning. you're an entrepreneur now if you're doing some other work then you know there's there's obviously reasons yeah right, that you like need if you're going to be a nurse you definitely need to go to the medical field right. Right. Yeah. Doctor. if you're going and you're starting your own business or you're working in a small business and trying to grow it there's some major disconnects oh right? big time totally big time we, we can get into that um so you started the company while you're in college yeah uh talk about that that early experience where did the idea come from? Just kind of dive in where, so, where this all started. Yeah, yeah early on, early on, we'd always love to travel and things like that. And you know, when you, anytime you go out west, you go ski or something. There's thousands of brands: Colorado, California, Wyoming. And we always noticed that there were never really any brands that represented the Appalachian Mountain region. When I say Appalachian Mountains, I'm talking about like East Tennessee, West North Carolina, West Virginia, East Kentucky. No brands that kind of had a voice for that collectively and so you know it's my i graduate college josh graduates high school and we're like we have this idea to start a brand that represents appalachia and uh we have no ex prior experience to start anything like that we just kind of dove in at first right there yeah what makes this region like special to you guys like what makes you just look at this region and say man this really deserves its own yeah brand? um i mean i think you can start a lot of places but like the music here Guys like Chris Stapleton, Tyler Childers, Sturgill Simpson, Keith Whitley. The list goes on and on. Nick Jameson, Tyler Booth. There's such a rich heritage of music and culture, culture being a big thing in East Kentucky, especially Appalachia, that gets overlooked. You know, I mean, Logan, I know you like skiing and we, you sure. know, the outdoors, Patagonia, North Face, and all those big brands and what they represent out there and the rock climbing. And Appalachia is like more of a folk, folky country. Uh, organic vibe that I think gets overlooked uh, and the people too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So talk about how New Frontier actually started. I know Josh told me a little story about you guys sat down, you had a little bit of money, sat down on your mom's uh, kitchen table and just got started. Talk, we talk about that. Six mil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of fundraising? No, we uh, no, we just we really just bootstrapped it straight up. Um, no outside investment. Just We worked as janitors that previous summer before starting the brand. And we had 200 bucks. I still got the receipt from the bank when we opened our account. Yeah. 200 bucks. 
and we had your MacBook laptop because I didn't have one. One laptop, and that, 200 bucks. So I was like over Jared's shoulder like. The idea of starting a brand, you know, then making Instagram, social media, that stuff's free. And you go from there. We made a hat order of some low pro hats and built it brick by brick from there. Yeah, started brick one small. with the low pro hats. Yeah, You guys were going around to all these like local shops and setting up. I'm pretty sure that's how my parents met you and yes. how I got introduced oh, to you guys. Yeah. Outdoor markets yeah. and things. Actually, yeah, yeah. I had a wood table over my head. I remember I was walking. It was so heavy. And I looked over and I saw you. Yeah. I was, And that's how we first met. Yeah, we always kind of Ash- orbited the same, yeah, Ashland, same circles. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I used to date a girl from Moorhead. And I'm pretty sure you guys grew up right down the road from her. So like that yep. small, small town, Kentucky connections, man. Small world. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's been awesome to like see you guys start from those local shops. And it's, I swear, every time I checked in on New Frontier, it was growing, growing, growing. Um, so talk about kind of that early, the early days of it. I know you guys started mostly online, right? Right. Oh, online sales. We had no brick and mortar store. With the time we were operating out of like a warehouse with it you know, an apartment attached onto it and garages. It was on an old lumber yard. Um, so we were working out of there, you know, like say grassroots organically, going to events in Lexington, Ashland, basically packing up some wooden tables and our gear and going setting up. And, and we were probably losing money on some of those, <laughs> yeah. like going, like just burning up the roads and not knowing. We were road dogging it, honestly, for about two summers, getting the word out. And Early morning, late nights. I remember I woke up at like, 3 a.m. and went to West Virginia to set up at a festival, which ended up getting rained out. But <laughs> yeah, but that's how you meet people and build brand equity that way. for sure. Yeah. So yeah. what what would you guys tell people when they came to your booth and they're like, what's what's New Frontier Outfitters? What was your guys's you go to? The Appalachian brand, Appalachian out, outdoor brand. You know, at the time we were using some organic materials for shirts, and we still are. So that was one of the pitch lines that I think people liked. Two brothers started this, you know, I think, and then we had a really small setup, so, you know, they probably, I don't know if they felt bad or if they were like, that's cool, you guys are grinding. Yeah, they could have felt sorry maybe, but <laughs> it was the the journey to get there, so we were telling them what we wanted to do, and we just started, yeah. so they probably understood. Yeah, a lot of, but I think that's what early on got us a little bit of traction. We had an online store, and we would go anywhere, you know, West Virginia, North Carolina, Hit the road. Lexington, Louisville, State Fair. Go to an event and set up. What kind of brands did you see people wearing prior? Like, they, what would they, would they, what would they be is, wearing? That is a great, I'm glad you brought that up. I, Jared and I were just talking about this, and I think early on, that's what, I don't know, Jared, if you want to comment on it, but I would always be like, you know, why are people wearing these other brands in this area, like Patagonia, North Face, Columbia? That's great, but, you know, they're they're not from here. Yeah. Patagonia's a foreign country. I love what they're doing as far as sustainability, but I'm like, there are no, there are no local no guys around here. No ties, so yeah. when I see somebody in Eastern Kentucky or somewhere wearing Patagonia. Yeah, you say no ties. It's like kind of like they're blind about the marketing. It's a cool brand, cool stuff, but if someone came out with a story that meant something and was able to do it right, we saw that and we're like, hey, we can work towards this, and we're still working towards it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So by so, no means have we made it or anything. It was still a grind every day. Right. But it's, right. it's cool. So you, you got to start somewhere. You mentioned like the sustainability and like the roots of, of Appalachia. Like talk a little bit about, you know, how, why you guys care about those things so much and how you guys develop those values for this, this brand that you're building. Yeah. I mean, there, there are real problems faced in the outdoor clothing um, industry is if you look into the pollution dyes and the rivers and streams, you go from the cotton fields, it takes so much more water than any other plant. 
Um, we're, we're using so much water in these cotton fields to make our clothes and little things like we could do things like recycling our water um, and use do it so much more sustainably or even switching to hemp. Hemp uses so much less water. Um, yeah, and we say this, like if you're going to be an outdoor brand in today's world or or have some foot in that market, you've got to be doing things sustainable. Yeah. And you got to care about the environment. Or like, you know, there's a group called Protect Our Winners. Like they're all about saving the snow at ski resorts and supporting brands that are eco-friendly. You know, you got to have, you got to be in that game somehow. For sure. Being eco-friendly and sustainable or you'll see, you won't matter in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. There will be no outdoors, outdoors to be celebrated if brands now don't take action. You know, you would get by in 10, 20 years, but you look on uh, 20, 50, 20, 70, what's that look like? Yeah. Yeah. Have no ski resorts. Like Mars. For yeah. Sure. Look yeah. Like a hot Bigger Mars. purpose, you know, yeah. values. What are some other values? You know, sustainability. What are some other things you guys attach to your, to your brand as far as values go? Yeah, I think community is a big one in culture. Like, yeah. obviously, Appalachia is, we could make, we can make products for other areas and other national parks and things like that, but we've made it a, a mission and a commitment to make things that are about and celebrate this region. Also, like teaming up with that part of us, companies like that, partnerships, doing things in our community, in our area, and giving back. That's a big one, I would say. Yeah, for one sure. One that we can't overlook. Well, yeah, we'll get into the App Harvest yeah, partnership yeah. here in a second. That's definitely something I want to dive into. But something that I want to kind of hit on that I think our listeners can really take away from this is your, how you guys utilize technology and social media specifically. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've ever seen a brand like you guys that have, from day one, been like hammering social media and been doing a killer job with it. Like you guys have this Thanks. brand of, tw- of like commenting with the emojis and it's like, the eagle and the lightning bolt, and it's just so on brand. You even text making, like it. You making even, it cool. Making it you making different. It, making yeah. it cool. So was that from the beginning? How did you guys decide that you're going to just be all in on social media? Was that you saw other brands doing that and you knew that it was working? Or I mean, you talk know, a little bit about the social strategy behind New Frontier. We didn't. It was kind of one we just developed over time. You know, we knew we had to get on social media. We right. didn't know which platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We were just kind of shooting in the dark. Then you find out Facebook and Instagram is where it's at for us and uh, we just made it a point to do better photo shoots and have more content not just random stuff but stuff that was on season and stuff that mattered with a message yeah and what we were making you know um we made we put a lot of effort into that early and still do today like it's fall now we're planning videos and stuff for winter and all that ahead you that's one thing we've learned you gotta stay ahead of the ahead of the seasons by like two seasons but how could you not use social media like any people who aren't using it and you you just connect with the world in one click that's your storefront and yeah that's it you said it like in all the tools of today it's so easy to start anything right i mean like with facebook marketplace and all the stuff they're doing and all these different avenues right they just using on the back end are you guys using shopify or we've used both shopify and square i think those are the two main dogs okay in that in that game that i know of there are probably more today but those are the two you can integrate them both. Yeah, and Walmart just partnered with Shopify as well, so that's like a big, big yeah. thing that just happened. Yeah, Shopify's blown up. Yeah, and we'll get to some learnings and we'll dig more into those. But yeah, just wondering on the tech side, uh, what about other like what are some of the biggest obstacles you guys faced? You know, growing this brand, whether that's on the branding side, marketing side, um, supply chain. What are some big hurdles? We fit all in? those problems, and you do you will at some point. But I think I think first on it was like not having any experience in you know, clothing or branding or anything, kind of figuring out as we go. But like today, 
I would say one thing you run into that we care about is like finding sustainable stuff or materials, products, it's really not there, so to speak. And yeah. if we care about that and we want to use those. So that's a hurdle we face seasonally. And it's even people who say they are, if you dig a little deeper, they're not. They're just greenwashing the logo and the phrase of being green. So, yeah, that's a hurdle for sure, mm-hmm. um, finding sustainable products. All right, so let's let's uh, dive into this App Harvest partnership because this is obviously a huge thing that's like gotten you guys a lot of publicity, and I'm sure it's been a blast working with a company that's yeah. raised oh, yeah. you know, over $150, $150 million, and you guys are behind like essentially helping with the branding of this company and building this messaging that's going behind them so let's start by just talking about how this came about and how you were approached by it and then we'll kind of dive into uh what that what that looks like so i think where we should start is when we were working out of the garage we started the brand in we were still in there at this time it's probably two and a half years ago we get an email from app harvest we don't know what app harvest is this guy named jonathan webb wanted to talk to us at this point in time, we weren't confident enough in what we were doing to reach out and help anybody else, you know, and they were wanting us to do some logos and branding and things like that. We just kind of blew it off. Like, what was that? Then like last year, last fast forward two years, fast forward two years in the spring, Jonathan and his team come in the shop, you know, want us to help with some branding things. And they were super cool. And we're, we, at this now we're, we're ready to go. We were confident in what we're doing. And we wanted to help as we learned about their mission, our, both of our missions and ties to the region kind of make sense. Right. So we're like, let's sure. do it. And to this day, we're even today we're making products for App Harvest, making their employee wares. And it's helped us grow and kind of stretch our wings in new markets like sustainability and tech products, like yeah. tech hats, tech wares. For sure. I, I could go on and on. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, so... Did, did you guys just straight up tell Jonathan when he came to you the first time, like, hey, we're just not ready for this, or was yeah, it? He actually told me, this was a couple of weeks ago, he told me that um, he came, he visited a couple other businesses um, similar to us, and the reason he was so attracted to us was our name. Um, he could resonate it to investors as far as uh, why would investors from Silicon Valley want to invest their money in Appalachia? So... Jonathan would always tell him, you know, Appalachia is the new frontier for investment. It's just possibilities here in Appalachia. So when Jonathan came in the store, he met with us and um, probably had jeans and boots on, long hair, beard. And Jonathan said, as soon as he walked in, met us, he said, boom, done. This is our brand company. We're doing it. And I yes, thought that was cool. It's part of the he story. He could have chose Nike. He could have chose somebody here. I think it's a testament to them, too. Like, we're just like a few country kids from East Kentucky, New Frontier. Obviously, we work really hard, but they could have went somewhere big, yes. you know, and, and worked with them for their branding and things like that. But Yeah, part, part of it's part of his story. You know, it's part of yeah, you know, the New Frontier. Is, it is perfect because what he's done, what App Harvest has been doing is building an ecosystem. You know, it's not just about App Harvest. It's about lifting the whole region. So tying himself to, yep. you know, a brand like that, very, very smart. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it really it's, does it's more than just App Harvest. It does seem like a match made in heaven. I mean, just like, it is. you it know, just, both of you guys focus on Appalachia. And I mean, the whole, even Jonathan and you guys seem just very similar. It seems like you guys are good friends. Yeah, too. we might start a band or something. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, and even like we, we helped name the road out there like Appalachian Way. Oh, like that's awesome. Some of the new logos and branding they've used that 
Spoiler we, alert. We helped on that stuff. Yeah. I like the sticker on it, like Appalachian Grown. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a great sticker. Yeah, I've got one of those hats. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's st- start talking a little bit about the future of, yeah. of New Frontier. Where does it go from here? What's your guys's, you know, five, ten-year goals? Where do you want to see it go? Space. <laughs> Mars. I think, right. Mars you know, right now, one of the frontier. big goals, one of the big goals we have is just a really small business, just bringing on a, t- a bigger team. Because yeah. you guys know, you know, working with bigger businesses and like companies, you, it takes a team, takes a tribe. Right now, there's about three and a half of us doing this, so we need a team, and that's our one of our one to two year goals: is building a strong core. Everybody's good at something different, right? yeah. And so you need to bring these people in. What would, what would you say each of your all strengths are as far as what do you add to the brand? I would say, I'm like, sure, you kind of wear every every hat now, yeah. but you know, what what would you say is your favorite or the best? Thing Creative about? director would be my favorite. And John, I'll let you speak on yours. Yeah, I mean, I would see you more on the creative side. I really enjoy um, customer care, taking care of wholesalers, taking care of people with come. They got a problem with an order. I'm focused on the money. I'm focused on just big people guy. Big people guy, hundred percent. So I put my arm around them. So it's like, (laughs) come in here, come here, baby. So I, I like that Uh, customer care, creative. And then yeah. we need some more people. We need to fill in the rest of the blanks. Who likes accounting stuff? Yeah. Like some ops and accounting. Seriously. But yes, back to the five year thing. Other than bringing on a strong team to help grow, I would say innovative products is something else we're looking at in five years. Um, so, what's an example of like an innovative product? Innovative product would be us making like tech jackets, you know, really being a four seasons brand, being able to offer our customers something different each season. If it's the summer, making lake shorts. That you know, good quality, you know, comfortable, and that takes good manufacturers and and even USA made and like a that's a big a one. Transparency yeah. of like, what is this product? What am I wearing? Like, where did it come from? What's it made of? Yeah, that's um, a, yeah, that's that's a big one for the five year team innovation, and then the ten year I would say would be continue uh, to innovate and find maybe a a couple new hubs or storefronts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. not really. Doubling it, not focusing too much on the storefront thing, but being represented in some other areas, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, how, how would you do that? Influencers, how would you get into another market? You know, like the that? influencer thing is something we, we don't, we've never really dive, dove into. Yeah. You know, we let that stuff happen organically, but that's a big thing, as you guys know today, the influencer market and crowd. I don't even know where to start there. I just feel like organic word of mouth yeah. is you got to air to that but you can't be you got to be aware of ambassadors and things but yeah. to this point I just think if somebody's really on fire for your brand and they're authentic and real that combo goes further than somebody you pay 500 bucks post in a t-shirt 100%. right and I, for sure you can do that and that's cool but you know in the past I've just noticed it yeah, man, like sitting on the back end of that behind the screen looking at the numbers and stuff, you're like, it's not. All right, if we pay this. not what it seems. But I think I'm not down in the influence world. I think it's great because, you know, it's a new it's a new thing. I'm, I'm I'm in for it. But, like, you pay somebody this much for, you know, a post or whatever, and you don't see that much of a spike. But one of your buddies who's playing country music in Nashville just wants to wear it and has it. Then you see his fans come in then it, is, it feels real. Yeah, it seems like you guys do a really good job of taking advantage of, like, micro-influencers. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of my friends on your guys' page repping your repping your stuff. Is it just, like, 
they want to take pictures and then send them to you? How does that, how do those connections happen? Like a good example of this is Evan Boggs and Abby Updike that I'm oh, pretty yeah. close They're friends cool. with. So is it like, do you guys just hit them up and like, That hey. happens because I remember the last two Christmases, Evan lives out of town and he'll drive back home for the holidays. It's been the night He's before, Ashland, right? yeah, the night before Black Ashland. Friday, I'll be in the shop working, taking photos and I'll get a text to, hey man, you there? This will be 7.30 at night, you know, Thanksgiving night or something, Evan will roll through. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah, happened that's the last couple watched. years, just or you know, you know, organic growth. Yeah. You know, then it's like, hey, we're gonna be at the gorge this date. You guys want to come? Yeah, sure. Oh, what about cool. like the coolest people you guys have found or organically wearing your brand? I see you all go to, you know, some concerts and have some artists wear your stuff. But... I would. Hmm, I don't know. I, I think the the Tower Childers Band is really cool. The, uh, the food stamps. The little Jesse Ray. Jesse Ray, uh, he's really cool. Oh, Rod. Um, yeah, their band. Craig, I like them. Chase Lewis. Yeah, uh, and then our buddy Tyler Booth. He yeah. went to Moorhead State. He reps their stuff. Um, and the Midland guys, they're pretty cool. That's awesome. When are we gonna get Tyler Childers wearing New Frontier stuff? I don't know, time, man. Right? We'll have to really, <laughs> we'll have to really be making some good quality vintage stuff. I think for him to that'll, fully dive on. That'll come with time, but. Yeah. I heard he's a metal tech listener, so maybe is this he? will inspire him. He, I bet he, he's he, into he tech. has to be. He's definitely into tech. <laughs> have to when make we, sense. If he's listening to this, when we release the Mountain Dog Sherpa Fleece, that's that's it's a real on. thing. He might be in for that. That's a that's an Eastern Kentucky winter dog jacket. Yes. Oh, winter dog. Winter yeah. dog. We got some heat coming this fall and winter, and if if he won't jump on for that, then I'd Or Chris yeah. Stapleton. Yeah, Chris is big in Filson. Come on. On the man. West Coast. I think we once we start yeah. Shifting some other gears, we can get Chris on board. Well, you guys also send handwritten letters to a lot of your people that you send stuff. So my hands, to. it's numb Dude, right that, now from today. Is yeah, that like we every do. every every shipment you send out does that have a handwritten letter? Whether it's to. me or Josh that's, or that's one awesome. of the girls at the shop, it's that's like a one of the rules. Like you always write a letter to a customer. It makes a big difference, dude. Especially, especially today. Yeah, especially yeah. for and not generic. Like we like. If you're from it's Bristol, Tennessee, yeah. we're throwing in something there about that. Oh, that's cool. So you're like taking the, it's not the same thing every time. It you're does. Taking the it time takes. To, I mean, if you're looking efficiency wise, a lot of time. But yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. All Back right. To that brand equity. You know, you got to build that. That's right. That brand that's loyalty. I guarantee. Yeah. I mean, if you're receiving a letter from this person, you're buying a shirt from. Yeah. Me, like, I wish like, other people would send letters. I want to get a letter. I might write myself one. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right. So let's let's kind of transition into the learnings that you guys have had from New Frontier. You know, it's, I'm sure it's been a journey, uh, starting all the way to where you where you guys are now. What's been your biggest learning through this whole process? A lot of lessons in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me think on that. The one. biggest one for me, I think, is like the whatever industry you're in, whether it's like tech or clothing. I think for us, it's like being ahead of the schedule. You know what I mean? Like. Clothing and that industry has a schedule. Like you work seasons ahead, and us working like in July, we were working on winter. You know, you know. I don't, so I think the timing and scheduling—that's one thing I've learned the hard. We've learned the hard way, you yeah. know. But now we're we're figuring it out. That's like a very hands-on yeah. type of type of learning. It's like you got to have that preparation and yeah. you know be looking ahead and constantly thinking about. It's probably not the most important thing, but what, what would you say? I hate to go back to my story making about me, but tying it in to like what we were talking about with Moorhead State, how I started college, yeah. or not just Moorhead State, but any college, I've learned so much more with hands-on experience and yeah. having to face problems myself and figure out how to figure them out 
that any textbook will ever, ever tell. And, you know, it doesn't make sense. You're like, oh, yeah, whatever. But having gone through the fires and things like that, yeah. Disappointing a customer is worse than getting a 60 on a test. Yeah, and you said it. It's real. Real life. Different. uh, It's got to be different chemically. You should quote that. That's it. Yeah, yeah we'll can put we that reloop that? We'll put that on a graphic, put that on the We screen. got that, yeah. <laughs> Evan this plugging is, himself. This is for those those kids, hands-on kids. Yeah, don't be afraid to step out there, man, because uh, you learn a lot. So, you know, a lot of people do dream of, you know, starting their own brand, especially, you know, clothing. It's it's, it's just such a cool thing to do, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody is sitting at home, I mean, I've had several friends, you know, ask me, you know, what should I do on Instagram? Because they, they just, you know, they assume I know. How to, I've never started a brand, but they assume I know how to do all this technology. You're the all Lord of Tech. Yeah. Lord of Tech. Yeah. So people approach me and say, hey, man, I'd like to start selling T-shirts or hats or something. But from your all's perspective, I mean, I'm obviously not somebody to speak on that. Mm-hmm. So I can show them this clip now. Yes. So if somebody's looking to you know, start a brand, start a clothing brand, first thing they should do, step one, is what? Here is your step guide. I would say rule number one, be different. Because there's so many people doing the same thing, a dime a dozen. You got to be different in some kind of way it's to stand out. You know what I mean? Just like in music or anything, like Culture Wall, Todd Childers have a different sound. People like it. You know, and obviously their songs are really good. Um, but being different, because I see a lot of the same brands. And, you know, and even as you grow, you see brands imitate you and things you do. And you're like, oh man, well, we've got to keep staying different. I would say that's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? I'd say do it. Another kind of a step one, but I would say do it for the right reason. Reasons. Um, don't be blinded by money or things or fame or things like that. Do it. Have a strong one, and you know have that burning gut feeling like I feel good about doing this. Uh, yeah, strong why yeah. going with your gut. Yeah, and not you know because if you fake it, you got to do that the rest of your life. Like I'd say, you do make it and you make it big or whatever. You're not going to enjoy it. It's got to be like part of your lifestyle. Yeah. You know, the back to the authenticity thing. Yes, you know, if be authentic. If you're starting a brand, you've got to resonate with you so you can talk about that brand and people look at you and say, yeah. oh, I get what this is. Whereas if somebody just looks at the market and sees a hole, they don't know, they don't have anything to do with that hole. They don't care about that hole. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, start selling clothing in that. And then that'll resonate. show over time. Yeah. And it helps in the low times too when times get real tough and you're gritting your teeth and you're like, you know. When COVID hits and... That's when you're all in. Yeah. When you know. That that seems like a good segment. How's how have you guys dealt with COVID? Has it has it been tough on you guys, or have you since you're mostly online? How's it? Jared still got it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, when it first, I mean, like just like everybody else in business and school, and everybody when it hit, we're like, oh crap, you know, what do we do? Yeah. We had to close our doors, and a lot of our wholesale locations closed their doors. Um, Projects get shut down. We stayed innovative. You know, we jumped on the mask early. But, you know, us through COVID staying innovative, and it's, you know, it's been tough. It's obviously not been like a normal year. Right. But it we've, we stayed, we didn't drown. Yeah. So you talked about staying innovative and with the mask. Talk about the impact you guys had because you did a kind of a yeah. social cause and buy one, get oh, one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about that and how you guys came up with that and the impact that it actually had. So, yeah, giving back, like we said earlier, being a part of your community. We gave back to several organizations like Feeding America, ARH. Direct Relief. Direct Relief and local schools. We've been giving masks back to them for whenever they go back. BLM as well in uh, Virginia. Yeah. Um, we tied ourselves to some social causes, you know, 
to give back because there's nothing else going on. We're like, well, we might as well try to do some good right now when things are pretty shitty. Yeah. Excuse my language. But, oh, no. uh, it seems like you guys had a pretty heavy response to it on, yeah, on social media. Our too. crowd stayed true. You know, I think it's part of being authentic. Our, our crowd is pretty authentic. I feel like it's not huge, but, you know, they're day ones. For and, sure. So. For sure. Yeah, I see cars driving around with the new Frontier logo on them all the time. Just like the App Strong T-shirt. Thank Dude, you. I remember is, when you pulled up to the shop, we were doing curbside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I had to. I was there to get a coffee mug because I wanted to take pictures by the fire pit. Oh, those are good mugs. So I, I had to have at this have uh, <laughs> secret <laughs> location, secret spot. Yeah, that kind of gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, um, I guess we can kind of tie it into learnings. Is you guys? How did you all like find your style? Like, how did you all find like the vibe you wanted, and how did you pick? You know, like that shirt. Yeah. I'm looking at that shirt. Like, what did you do to, to create that? Man, I think it just comes from, like, being different and, like, things that aren't out there, you know, from the music we like. I think a lot of the Southwest stuff we like is inspired. I think the one thing I liked was, like, Chris Stapleton's album, the first one he, the first one he put out. Was it Traveler? Yeah, that's where he wrote it. Kind of reminded like, road. Southwest vibe. I'm like, I'd like some stuff like that. And then our fall collection, because that's what I think about. He wrote Traveler on a... Big road trip out west in a Bronco, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a rant, it was a Jeep uh, Wagoneer. But anyways, Same. just so you guys kind of pick a vibe. Like you, you find a vibe. It gives you a feeling. Seasonally, yeah. We like to operate season to season. You know, right now it's fall. Fall stuff's on the way. It's got a certain vibe to it. Winter. When you get on Pinterest, like you know, talk about like where you find like the the designs or the the look of it. Like where do you get like the the? I think it's through traveling, honestly. Yeah. Like this last. I mean, like, uh, this last fall, we were down in Asheville. You know, we have a shop there that carries some of our stuff, Duncan and York. You know, just taking mental snapshots of things, you know. You see guys hiking in flannels and stuff and jackets, things you, you want to do. you jump on the computer and start designing the computer. You draw it first. I, I, I go off paper first. I put it on paper, then I go into AI or Photoshop, work it out. Uh, I've got sand- some cool clips when we first started of you on a notepad yeah it's paper super raw. paper to photoshop ai and then to print was that photoshop and ai was that a skill you learned for the business or i will say that if anyone's listening they're in school right now and you want to do anything creative i would learn how to use photoshop sure. and illustrator all those adobe things if you haven't already yeah. that's one thing i, I wish to. i would have done in school yeah is learn how to use those i'm sure you guys have run that too Such like a powerful tool it's a powerful tool. Yeah. It's a, it's a Swiss Army knife you need to know, and I don't think, unless you're taking art in college, I don't think I have they really no are. idea, yeah. yeah. I wish I would have. When, when I started Kentucky Elevated when I was in a sophomore in college, I didn't know anything about it, but I knew yeah. I, I needed to know how to edit videos. So I went and picked up a minor in digital media and design That's just smart. to learn it, That's and it was the best smart. thing I did in college because I'm using Adobe software to do this podcast. I'll use Adobe Premiere Pro to edit the video and it's like once you know one of those softwares you kind of know all of them but man it is it is the creative tool all the stuff you can do with like everything being social now instagram yes. facebook how much you can use the adobe suite stuff honestly that was that's... the first time i used a piece of software to create something and i think that kind of opened my mind to the yeah. power of software because freshman year starting you know finance you yeah we designed our website on photoshop which is not what you're supposed to do but it's like that's all we knew like that's yeah. all we figured out a way to design a website and I think that was the first time I've actually paid. I think that was the first time I paid for my own software tool and built something using software. And then from that point on, I just think you know it opened my mind to the power of to the power of software. But yeah. it's true. You know, if you start 
getting on Adobe products are now Figma's, you know, one of the good ones, mm-hmm. um, which is free. I mean, Adobe, I don't know if they have, they have free versions. They have trials probably. They have trials, 30-day trials. Man, yeah, I have no idea. Figma's free for a while, but just, you know, get on there and tinkering and, like, drawing things. Figuring it out yourself, yeah. Figuring out yourself. Like, that. that's really powerful. It I expands think, your mind. We got the 200 bucks. We download, got the laptop, downloaded that software, and I just figured out how to use it. I should have took some classes on it, but figured out how to use it by just trial and error. But it's such a tool. I'd recommend anybody that hasn't, they want to do stuff that's creative or whether it's video, tech, clothing. Get talk, into it. talk about full circle. I would be willing to bet I wouldn't be sitting here doing a middle tech podcast if I didn't know how to use AI and Photoshop because that is the reason that I got to join middle tech because I was like, I can make content and post on social media for you guys. I don't know what else I can do, but that was like my foot in the door yeah. for working with middle tech. And that's kind of if you had full circle that, thing. We wouldn't, have been, probably wouldn't have been here. We wouldn't yeah, be here. I wouldn't be here. Talk. <laughs> you, that's here. one of the first steps. I think if it's starting any company, it's like visualizing what you see. Yeah. And normally that's maybe a logo yes. or some kind of product. And, you know, that's where you go and design that. Right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. Well, when we start, I'm like, oh, well, well, I drew everything on paper at first. Everything was on paper. I've got books full of stuff, you know, logos and things like that. And then I figured, oh, well, I can transfer this to Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, but, yeah, like you said, visualizing. Yeah, seeing, yeah. Taking what's in your head and putting it into mm-hmm. the world is the first step. Um, okay. Let's transition here to Eastern Kentucky. Um, someone that's never been to this region of the United States, and you have to say, I'm from Eastern Kentucky, and they ask, what's it like there? What do you say? Shaking back. I usually just play White, <laughs> I usually, I usually just play White House Road and listen to it. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know. I, st- I usually start with music because that's a, that's a bridge for most people. They know the music from here, and I start there and talk about – Obviously, people notice our accent first, and then, I, you know, you let them know kind of like the culture and how, how things go around here. What would you say, Josh? Man, I'd just say get here. <laughs> like You got to get here. No, I think if anybody hasn't been here, I would just remind them of all the hardworking people here, all the smart people here as a region that's looked on negatively. That conversation's changing, and that's why we're here. Yeah, um, like you said, musically, but there's also other industries, and now App Harvest has opened a new chapter in that book. So, um, I'd say come here, check it out. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we also are kind of known for that natural beauty here too. I mean, like, look where we're sitting right now. Yes, undisclosed. This location. is it's like why I wanted to come here and and record because it's yeah. like that's kind of your guys's whole brand is like let's tout Appalachia, let's let's rep Appalachia because it's beautiful here and there's yeah. you know great people here and when you combine all that that's kind of what i think of when i think of appalachia is like yeah. the beauty the people the culture the music and that's i i could just sit and talk about appalachia and eastern kentucky all day i freaking love it here it's yeah. probably another word grit it's probably grit. another word yeah i grit think about word. Yeah. when you think about the people here if you're describing if i'm talking to somebody out west they hear max where are you from man like, i'm from eastern kentucky uh you know think about the grit of the loggers the coal miners and the people that are from here and a lot of times people associate that with associate that with like us not being like hillbillies or not smart or something like that. But like Josh said, you let them know what else is going on here. App Harvest, um, what we're trying to do, and other companies. There's got know. there's like that big space program at Moorhead that's NASA's in Moorhead doing all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff that nobody realizes. You know, um, small town doesn't mean small mind. I think it's oh, that's, that's a quote. Saying. That's a quote. That's another graphic there. <laughs> Uh, so you guys kind of touched on it earlier, you know, your community, 
um, focus. But, you know, personally and emotionally, just talk about like starting a brand here. How fired up does that get you? What does that mean to you just to be able to start a brand and have the success you guys have had so far here in Eastern Kentucky? Like, how does that feel? You know, just talk about the emotional side of that. If, you know, if anything, it just allows us to, it just, the whatever success means, it just gives you gas in the tank to keep going. That's what I think about it. More wind in your sails. So like today we're, we're we're really hungry to keep doing more. Like when we leave here, we'll probably go back to the office for an hour or two and work on stuff. It's like, you know, the success is just gas in your tank to keep going and to do new products and do new things. And we're, we're so stoked to represent this area, represent it. Like, um, we feel grateful to be like ambassadors in a way, if you want to say, you know, we're not, we're not huge, but we're proud to do what we do and we're hungry to keep doing more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we feel like we could, we've got more in us. You know what I'm saying? It's like coach plays you five minutes. It's like, man, I could have done a lot more. You know what I'm saying? And I just hope other people, like even like if it's kids growing up, as we get older, other people, it gives them a little confidence to start something that they wanted to start. Or Yeah, you're kicking down barriers and opening doors. For yeah, like, hey, people. they're doing it. We can do it too. And then, you know, you get a bunch of us doing a bunch of cool stuff. And then you got a region doing cool shit. I think about Austin, Texas and like Asheville. Yeah, Those towns are like. They're artsy. They're cool. They remind me of Eastern Kentucky in a way, but I think we've got more, a little more to offer. I mean, I yeah. love that you guys have partnered with a startup because it seems like that's just the perfect tie-in to we're going to take is. this region, we're going to take technology and startups, and we're going to bring them together. And it's like yeah. you guys are kind of the the merger of those two things almost, which is super cool because I think that's important for starting starting an ecosystem like what we're trying to do. And e- what yes, what you guys what you guys were just saying sounds exactly like what we say when we talk about why we do what we do. Yeah. You know, we're trying to build up this region. We're trying to shed light on all the cool stuff that's here and the cool companies and everything. So it's cool to draw those similarities between a clothing brand and a podcast or you know what App Harvest is doing. Well this. like you guys like letting us come on here and, and talk and like everybody cash and then the girl from native you guys had on. A lot of ties this area and you're shedding a light on it it's really cool mm-hmm. yeah so Different. kudos to you all yeah i mean it's providing inspiration you know like middle tech story is we didn't see a whole lot of inspiration or places to find it not a whole lot of people talking about technology in your all's case not a whole lot of brands putting focus on eastern kentucky talking about eastern kentucky and somebody's got to take that step and Somebody start sharing it creating yeah. conversation and then after that like yep. you said come the others you know yep. right and so you know, new frontier. If you build it, they will come. That's right. So this region, we might have already touched on this. Did we touch on you know, this region in five years? Where do you see this this going? You know, not just new frontier, yeah. but you're all's, you're all's home here. What are some things that get you excited over the next five years at Harvest? But talk about some other things. Now, aside from us and App Harvest, what's going on, I see, you know, what we do allowing other businesses to come into town and to grow and the university to grow and in, in other Eastern Kentucky counties and areas, you know, the trickle down effect of what we and App Harvest, mainly App Harvest, companies like that do, will grow those towns, bring more jobs and just allow, just open a whole new floodgate of, of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you said, kicking down barriers to allow that. Yeah. Um, my goal or my dream image of Eastern Kentucky would be to to kind of shed that code of you know you know drugs and like poverty and the hillbilly mindset around the world. Like, hey man, East Kentucky's a cool place. 
and they got the gorge. They've got the music there. Those tech companies, the startups. I think about like Austin, Texas, and Asheville, North Carolina. Austin's Two cool towns that start like um, Austin, Dell Computers. Now Tesla's coming to Austin or around Austin. Yeah, you know, and it's Google's just there, Facebook, all Outdoor Voices as well. Outdoor Voices, these brands popping up, and like Matthew McConaughey's the minister of culture there. You know. He's Austin, actually Texas. here. He's you, here with us. Come on out, man. <laughs> you're good. Stay in. You know, but I think it's a big group, like Pikeville University, Moorhead State University, and these. I mean, they won't they won't blow up, but it'll be a it'll be a big come up for them. I think. Yeah, and then what App Harvest is doing with the education system too, you know, going into these schools and showing them what's the potential of ag tech. You know, it's no longer just farming in a field. It's now we've got all these technologies, and now we're building a supply chain, and this yeah. is a great place to do it. And that's a form of inspiration too, right? And you look at new companies like Impossible Foods and even like a Tesla. Like That's what I think of when I see App Harvest and what they're doing. That's, I think of them, but like in that veggie, you know, that's obviously what they do is grow vegetables and things like that. And they've had convos with Beyond Meat and Tesla. So they know about us here. You know what I mean? <laughs> they know we're here. Yeah. It's they got eyes East on Kentucky's us. a new frontier. It is. Wait, you know, five years. Let's see what's going on. And not to mention the outside investment that will come in too. Yeah, sure. I mean, big cities, it's over. Nobody wants to go to big cities. They're all, they're flooding to these rural places. Yeah, I mean, you look at like people in those big, they go to get away and they come to areas like this to, and, and uh, it just allows it to grow. Yeah. Well, as more, as remote work becomes more popular and widely accepted through COVID, you guys throwing why, out dimes. Why would you not come to the, like an area like this, especially as, as Wi Fi and, service continues to improve in this area. That's one of the things I want to write an article on actually is how Elon Musk and Starlink is going to change this area in terms of providing high-speed internet to oh, yeah. rural areas. Dude, it'll happen. Why not come to Eastern Kentucky and have a cabin out in the woods and start a business or work he, remotely from out there, you know? It's just You will. It's, I think that's a big way that's going to come to this area and really provide a big thing, especially for Lexington because it's like kind of a hub yes. in this part of part of Kentucky and I think there's so much Lexington has to offer and we're only an hour outside of Lexington. So it's oh, just yeah. like look where you can get to. Yeah. And the amount of time it takes you to travel across LA. Like it, 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 is, it would take you an hour good, to go yeah. 10 miles in LA, but you can be out in a place like this. There's a mental health piece to it. For sure. You know, like being in a major market and grinding like that at all times, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, um, there's a mental health piece to going out and hiking and, you know, coming out to just quiet places like this. Yeah. Um, and while Los Angeles and some of these markets like San Francisco have that, you know, it's it's a trip. You know, it's a, it's a weekend hey, trip. Even like Nashville. My girlfriend lives in Nashville. When I go down there and try to get work done and stuff, it's just like, even Nashville's not a huge city, but there's just, I and mean, I come back here, I'm like, I can think, I can work. What was it? I think Tyler Childers commented on that about why would you move? Yourself. Yeah, in the country music world, why would you move to one of the fastest growing cities in America or in the world, one of the fastest growing cities to write music about, you know, the country, the simple life, or, you know, those kinds of stories? Yeah, he lives off the grid in a cabin, which is awesome. Well, I think yeah. you can tie that in, like you said, the mental health issue to other, other companies. Yeah, because, like, in Los Angeles, and um, San Francisco and, and New York, you might leave to go to the hike or go to, to the To get inspo. But you come right back into the mix of the grind. But here in Kentucky and some of these other places, it's like the lifestyle of living and living in a cabin or going to the lake is intermingled very tightly with working in the city. You know, the, the city's not that kind of grind. It's a little different, right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. And it, 
and like uh, the guys, the brothers that wrote that new show, Outer Banks, I forgot their last name, but they're from like North Carolina. Stranger Things as well. Yeah. These guys that are writing and directing those shows from small areas, they live in those small areas, you know, it allows you to be, especially in a creative mindset, I think, it allows you to let your mind wander without getting too busy. All right, so to sign us off here, end us with a, a little dialogue about why this region and why this area of the country should be that next, that new frontier. Why should people consider Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky as the next place that needs to have some attention paid to it? I'll say it again, small town doesn't mean small mind. I think there's a lot of, of grit here, a lot of untapped potential, um, and a lot of you know hardworking people that are ready to ready for another shot, you know, uh, to grind. <laughs>